Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the UFTA Podcast. I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. Happy to be back with everybody in the new year. This is our technically second episode of the new year. Uh, First, yeah, because it, oh, yeah, it would have been released on the first. Yeah, we, so, did it, yeah. we did it prior. We released on the first. Mm-hmm. So we're doing this one the week of the new year. Yep. Releasing on the 8th. Happy to be with everybody again. Um, we're sticking with the new year theme. Mostly because we know that there's a lot of new people looking into fitness things right now, as is every year, mm-hmm. in exercise and health. And we want to basically pull into that motivation and tap into that motivation when we know it's high for people because, as we also know if you listen to the last episode, people are taking action, which actually leads to the motivation. For sure. And it's the action that will create that sustainability that will last beyond what normal kind of the average New Year's resolution lasts. But it's also a plan and an approach that will allow you to execute that, right? Approaching it with sustainability, approaching it with a more realistic mindset, as opposed to going in and feeling like everything needs to be a 180 from what we were doing before. But on the same token, as we get into this episode today, approaching it with more of that process in mind, approaching it with more of a long-term mindset around some of the changes that we're making. It's not just for 2024, but what if it's for 2025, 2026, 2030, 2035? Like, where are we taking this long, long long-term as well, and some of those longer term can yield some habits that tend to be a little bit more sustainable. And sustainability is ultimately where we want to put people. Um, anybody can do anything for 30 days to, to lose this, to lose that, uh, anything of the sort there. Our, our goal then from that nature is to create something that you can continue to work on over time and, and work through it. And, and what that means, again, for those of you listening that are absolutely shuddering right now, it means that you need to make this a part of your daily living. And that oftentimes is the big turnoff. You realize like how much work you have to put in. You realize the quote-unquote sacrifice. You realize all the changes you have to make. But you can either do that proactively, essentially like kind of like what we're talking about right now, or you can wait until you're basically told to do it or have to do it because there's going to be a major health scare issue, health problem, or you realize that you're on nine different medications and you need to have surgery if you don't do something. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes people are okay with all of those. They know that the medical system's here to help them with that and do that, and they know that there's a pill for just about everything out there that a doctor can give them, and they would rather just continue their lifestyle like they're at rather than change. Mm-hmm. Those aren't the people we're talking to right now, though. Right. Talking to you. The listener. Yeah. Perhaps the person that wants to find a different way to approach their health and approach their fitness and their longevity over the course of their life. 
Right, sure. and, and there are different ways, and a lot of times when we think of these big lifestyle changes, we think about all of the things that are negative and all the things that we have to give up or change, but also there's so much to be gained from this as well. So flipping that mindset and approaching some of those tougher challenges with, oh no, but I'm going to get to do this. I have the now opportunity and the ability to play with my grandkids, to run around, the freedom to move all the ways that I want to move and take the adventures that I want to take and travel and all of the more exciting things that might lie ahead, as opposed to the daunting task of, oh, but I have to not eat this, or I have to grocery shop this way, or some of those more challenging changes along the way. All of those things come into play and all those things are considered. Mm-hmm. The The big thing is is there there is a mindset piece to what people have to go through and deal with when they when they decide that they want to like when we first opened Unity Fitness eight and a half years ago, seventeen percent of the population had a gym membership. 29% or 39% something like that have had a gym membership at some point and, and that have had was longer than 60 days right so that means the majority of the population hasn't had any piece of it any part of it um, so I think when we think about this long term like when we think about fitness and when we see it we've talked about this on the show before we, we, we go to Instagram we look up the hashtag fitness and all you're going to see is basically half naked people quarter naked people and then that's what they think fitness is. It's a total aesthetic thing. They don't realize like how big of a role fitness plays in their health. And they also don't realize like if you just did exercise and just worked on exercise, you can get healthier from that but still staying the same weight and not changing your nutrition. Like mm-hmm. you can change things. So I think it's looking at it from a standpoint of all the things that you just said and thinking about them more like that. Hard to do for some people if they don't have kids or grandkids and whatnot, but when they when they have something that they can really attach to and do it for themselves, that's where it comes in. And I, I can use golfers for an example of this. Like we're having more golfers come in here than ever, and they're coming in here for more of a health and fitness side because they know it's going to help their golf game. They're typically not coming in here. Like we just had a stud golfer join us this past week, and he's like, "Hey, I've got a wedding in September. I've also know I've let myself go, and I want to get back into it." And he's like, "Cool. If the golf game comes up a little bit from it." awesome I'll take every bit of it but I'm in I'm doing this for me like I know it's time for me to work on this and and he doesn't need to get any better at golf but everyone wants to get better at their thing so he's he's doing it from the health fitness side when I say that then for other people we you can find something else that you can attach this to that can help with that whether it's taking more vacations getting out of pain having more energy showing up for better uh, for people for yourself like that type of thing And it might just be that, like it might just be something that you want to do for you because you want to hold yourself accountable or you want to hold yourself to a higher standard than what has been previously for the past however long we've been potentially putting this off or acknowledging it or not taking things as seriously as we should. Like it might just come down to oh no, this will be, this will be for me. This will be the self-discipline and the self-accountability and taking responsibility and ownership over our own health as opposed to relying on 
potentially a medical system that isn't there for health. It's there for the sick or it's there for when we need it in the emergencies, but not to take things to the next level from a health side if we're already quote-unquote normal and quote-unquote healthy in whatever definition we, we use there, yeah. right? Sometimes it takes you to push the boundary a little bit to take ownership over that and move forward. And it's okay, you for the listener, for you to take that ownership and to be selfish enough to focus on yourself first. Mm-hmm. The, the world could try to cancel you out or shut you down for doing that, but the world deserves a better you and the best version of you, which means that you still have to put yourself first. You still have to take care of yourself. You can't wait on that. So you will never be the best spouse, parent, brother, sister, friend, whatever it is that you can be if you're not taking care of yourself. If you're not sleeping like you should, not exercising like you should, not putting the right things in your body like you should, and then and vice, uh, vice versa then, or conversely then, if you're doing all the opposite things, like not sleeping well, eating like garbage, not exercising regularly, regardless of exercise and what it is, right? So the big thing is it starts small, it starts with sustainability, it starts with something that you can continue to do. And the other thing of it that I wanna make sure we touch on before we dive into this perfect formula mm-hmm. is it has to be something that's bigger than just fitness. You're not doing this just to burn calories, you're not doing this just to get bigger biceps. It has to be bigger. All the things that Em and I have just talked back and forth on are all the bigger things. Mm-hmm. You have to be focusing on that. Because if you're not, then you're doing yourself a disservice, but no wonder you're going to opt out of this in a matter of minutes. Right, right. Well, and that's where the small can be not as, like you're, you're not as attached to it, right? And we can say like not as motivating, but I would argue like you're just not as disciplined to do the work for the things that are smaller. When we can make it bigger, it's easier to be disciplined. It's easier to make the decision to be uncomfortable, to do the hard work that's required when the outcome is bigger. For sure. So when we think about the bigger outcome, regardless of goal, the the big thing that we usually see when people start their exercise routine, we've had multiple people call us since we've since it's been the new year. We've had multiple people stop in. We've had multiple people click on our ad. And one of the things that I'm gonna, that I'm going to get up on our Facebook page too and our social media is to tell people who we're not for, because people are stopping in, people are calling, and they're asking, why aren't we 24/7? Where are all the cardio equipment? Where's all the cardio equipment? Where's all the machines? And I don't need a personal trainer, right? Apparently they've got this thing figured out. 60 pounds overweight, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, eat like shit, don't know anything about recovery, how their body moves, but they've got it figured out. Cool. I also call, or I also rely on myself and not call a plumber if uh, anything's wrong at home with my toilet or sink, because I, I can figure it out. I can YouTube the shit out of this thing and figure it out, but we'll, we'll save that for another podcast. Again, those people aren't listening to this, are you? Those people. Um, maybe you should. So, typically that's what we see. People are coming in to look for that. Fitness has evolved. Research has evolved. Statistics have evolved. Science has evolved. We understand how to help this. And we also know that majority of people with a growing epidemic, a growing pandemic uh, of obesity is happening. Diabetes type 2, highest it's ever been. Obesity, higher it's ever been. The, the future looks even worse. It's the last 10 years have gone up more than the last 30 years. Uh, last five years have gone up more than the last 30 years. 
um, and they think the next five years will be more than the next the previous ten, right? So it's 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 not just growing in like linearly; it's exponentially out of control, and it's growing into little kids and everything else too. Um, we're also testing for little kids too, so understand when you hear those statistics, we didn't test little kids for diabetes when they were younger because we didn't have to, and now it's it's happening sooner. Um, anyway, getting off the soapbox of that, what most people choose to do then is not correct for them long term. That's that's the big thing that I want to get out of this. So this perfect formula that we're talking about is the thing that you probably think your gut reaction to start doing is not the right thing for you to do. And what do we mean by that? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind is similar to what you said about Googling fitness and what comes up there, right? When we think about exercise, the first thing that comes to mind is the cardio, is the machines, is the gym. Like when we say gym, you probably have a picture in your mind of what that looks like. A lot of cardio equipment, a lot of machines. And this time of year, especially with gyms being busy, a lot of times it can be easy to say, hey, I'm just going to go in, hop on the one piece of machine. You don't have to move. Easy peasy, all good. And unfortunately, that can lead us down a trap of like, oh, if I just burn a lot of calories, the more calories I burn, I will, if the goal is weight loss, lose weight. But research has shown that's not, in fact, the case. Also, don't pay attention to calories burned on a machine. They don't mean anything uh, at all. But again, maybe another podcast episode all in and of itself. would be a really good one. Like why cardio calories don't matter. Yeah. So when we think of those things, we often then get led down this trap of seemingly taking action, but not the correct action that will lead us to our goals. And again, regardless of what those goals are, we use a strength training example. Like if we want to get stronger, a lot of typical gyms will have a lot of machine work. Unfortunately or fortunately, we don't walk around with a big pad on our back. So we need to incorporate some of that free free weight training that isn't attached to the machines. So when we think of these things and those first things that come to mind, it might not be the best option. Yes, we can get started with it. Yes, if you're listening to this and you're not doing anything, amazing. Doing something is always better than doing nothing. Always. Always. So if that is the option that you have available to you, take it 100%. Do not let this yield you into, oh, I best not do anything because I don't have the perfect thing. Absolutely not. But as we evolve, also don't get stuck in, oh, but this is easy. This is what I've been doing. We need to step outside. We need to create a more sustainable routine, thinking about those long-term goals, training for that longevity piece, training for that long-term piece as well. So without going too much into the weeds of like the research and what it shows with cardiovascular, steady state cardio, and just working on cardio by itself for fat loss, long-term results, um, you're going to, listener, you're going to have to just trust us for now on what we're saying. Like, but um, we're telling you the research has proven it time and time and time again. And it would, if you think about it for one second, you'd realize like how true it can be just from, uh. Uh, like uh, like the real life scenario like how many people do you know that joined the gym and just did the cardio stuff and didn't get their results that they wanted right or they did it for a month or two got the results and now they're now they're back to even more weight than before we uh, 
we have all of those. There's a blender going on in the background. If you guys hear it, we're making smoothies right now. But we're gonna keep this. We're gonna keep this rolling. So we apologize for the background noise. Um, but we have these, this evidence now, clear evidence of cardio, and basically, cardio alone can help with cardiovascular health. It is not, and should not be used as a primary source for calorie burning. Nutrition is actually the easiest way to do that, along with like overall non-exercise activity, basically how much you're moving, how many steps you're getting throughout the day. Not how many hours you're spending on the treadmill or the elliptical or the bike to burn a thousand calories. And then one of the main reasons is that because A, it leaves the body too tired to do anything the rest of the day. Like you actually are draining yourself so much that you don't have the energy to take the extra steps and do the extra things and be alert. And then B, majority of people actually eat more of those calories back in because they don't understand portion sizes or food control of anything of that, nutrition habits. So when they think they see it, that burn 700 calories today, they're more likely to go eat more than that in their next meal. Mm -hmm. So those are the two big conflicting pieces of it. But what we need to have happen is there's a lot of people that just use cardio as their source of exercise and they could quote unquote look healthy, but for long-term longevity and sustainability, they might not have the appropriate metabolic factors in their health that help with this. Like how many uh, runners do we know that also have a lot of health issues? And I'm not saying that strength training is the answer to that, but having a well-rounded exercise routine could help out a lot with this because research has shown, and it's clearly evident in the evidence, that strength training helps with a lot of metabolic factors including metabolism, lean muscle mass, a better fight against resistance for um, diabetes and insulin sensitivity, A1Cs, all the stuff with that, glucose. Uh, also helps with joint integrity, tendons and ligaments, and bone mass, like all of those things. And that, that's just a small, small, small list of what strength training does. Yes, there's benefits to cardio, but strength training from a metabolic standpoint is the route that we need to actually focus on when we're creating this formula it's the base of our formula mm -hmm. well and it's challenging it ties back into thinking about the long term right cardio you see again we've already mentioned that don't pay attention to the calories burned during cardio but it's easy to look and see if you have a goal is fat loss we know burn more calories i.e in a very very simplistic way than we eat equals fat loss however and we can see that right you're activity tracker can show you a number you can see these readouts very rapidly albeit semi-inaccurate very inaccurate depending on where you're getting them from mm -hmm. strength training is more of that long term you don't see those benefits right away you don't see calories burned necessarily you don't feel your metabolism kick up all the time when you're burning more calories at rest because you have more metabolically active tissue in the muscle that you have that you didn't have before. You don't feel those immediate benefits. You have to trust in the long-term process to execute over time on those strength training that will bring you to that longer-term end result and the longevity that you want to train with over the long period of time, not just the next 30 days, 60 days, six months, one year, but beyond that. That's the big part of it is that, too, just even looking at it from the short-term, long-term aspect, 
in the short term, yes, you might quote unquote burn more calories in a cardiovascular exercise, steady state, whatever, for an hour than you do strength training. Um, but when we when you stop that cardio, the workout ends. It's done. It's stopped. Strength training can last days beyond it from the effects because of how your body has to recover from it and what your body has to re basically re up to get back to where you need to get to. Um, and then long term, it's even better yet because your body continues to adapt and recover. And through that adaptation and recovery, we continue to get stronger. We continue to get better. We reinforce our body through all of it. So from a short term aspect, yes, you could burn quote unquote more calories than that. Long term, not so much. As mm -hmm. soon as you're done, you're done. The other part of that, I wanted to go back to one of the first things you said again. I see, I'm doing that a lot in this episode, but you're saying things well right away. If your goal is fat loss, 90-something yeah. percent of the people use the weight loss as a goal for their New Year's resolutions. It happened again this year, right? So if your goal is marathon running, we're going to need to work on some cardiovascular fitness, and we're going to get some miles right. in. Right. We're not talking about those people in this scenario. Right. Okay? Right. That's a specified, that's, an, that, that's, that's an, on the other side of a spectrum in this. But from a weight loss standpoint, from a health standpoint. So I think the easiest way to kind of pitch this in too is um, if you're new to strength training, two days a week will be plenty to get started for the first probably 30 days. Three days a week would be ideal. The older you are, the more frequent see frequent you need more frequent you need to be in the gym for strength training the more the more dosage you need okay that's because our body it, it, it starts to lose muscle lose strength lose muscle mass lose strength after age 40 especially after age 60 so we're doing everything we can to re a reverse that build it but also just to stop it like we sometimes we we really can't build after 70 right that, that could be a very real thing for a lot of people if they're untrained but at least we can stop the process of everything else that comes with more volume, more dosage. So three or four days a week in a, in a correct program rather than like two. Um, but if you're new, you don't need anything fancy. Squats work. Leg, leg press works if you don't have access to squats and you just have to do the machines. That stuff works. You don't need to do it every day. It's two or three days a week because your body needs time to recover. Sometimes up to 72 hours from a strength training workout if you do it appropriately. That's no joke. Okay, so That's why it's not wise to do this every single day <laughs> yeah you're you get stronger in those recovery moments and when we just continue another common thing around this time of year is we have to go to the gym every single day i just talked to someone earlier this week and her she lives a drive away and one of her worries was that oh i i don't i can't make it in there five six days a week like who, who said you had to be in here five, six days a week? Like, I didn't ask her in that exact language, but what I told her, I was like, our average person is here three, maybe four days per week. Like, that is where everyone kind of sits. Like, we don't want to see you every day. We want to give you time to recover, time to spend working on that NEAT, that non-exercise -activ non activity thermogenesis to just go get a walk in to get some gentle movement or some stretching in to let the body actively recover through we don't need to pound and hammer into the ground without seeing the results because at that point we're working against ourselves. and i think we've referenced this in a previous episode i don't remember what it was called but i'm sure we can find it about how too much is just too much and we actually start going away from the goals we want to be I think we talked towards. about that in load versus capacity and the minimum effective dose episodes. Yeah. Those might have been season one, maybe season two. 
Yeah, I think they, they were, were a while been, ago. Yeah, they were they were a while ago. But if you look them up, they will be there. We'll link yeah. them in. Yeah, the, I can try to link them too. In the notes, yeah. yeah. So we've talked about that previously. So knowing that, like, oh, it doesn't have to be this insurmountable multiple multiple days per week thing. It can just be two to three, two to start if we're not doing anything. Moving into three, and then more frequency as we're able to and need to do so to continue to make that progress. Mm -hmm. So when we think about the base here, it's got to be involved with strength training, total body over split. Like our body moves total body. If you're working on better metabolism, weight loss, better function, just do total body. It's, it's the way to go. Um, two to three days a week for most, four for some if you're very experienced. But a lot of the people that might be listening to this either already have that figured out or they don't need it. Um, the cardio then comes into play where can we can we start with maybe just one or two days of this steady state where we don't have to go ballistic we can just go and get a good sweat on and we can do that honestly guys 30 minutes or less that's all you need don't need to go crazy don't need to be super out of breath breathing heavily sweating yes but nothing out of breath that actually helps promote recovery one or two days a week of that and then after the first 30 days if we can start looking into high intensity training of some sort Right, something that you can push yourself with and do this appropriately to help even get more benefits out of cardiovascular fitness and even less time, yes, more effort, more intensity into that time frame, but you don't have to spend an hour in the gym. It's mm -hmm. more of like, if you're doing high intensity interval training over like 15, 20 minutes, you're probably doing it wrong. Just the way it's supposed to be designed, yeah. right? Um, and that usually means like you're, you're pushing really hard for something for a short amount of time and then you're giving yourself adequate rest based on intervals or reps or sets of that. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little different for everybody. It can be made different for everybody by cardio equipment or pieces of equipment like a battle rope or a ladder drill, medicine ball. The, 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 the possibilities are endless, but to keep this super, super simple, heart rate up really hard, really fast, long rest in between, repeat. Yep. Do this for, if you have a heart rate monitor, it's even better. Otherwise, you have to do it for time or for effort. But two to three days a week of strength training, whatever works. If you only have access to like what you were saying earlier, M, like to this and that, yep. just got to start doing it and just know that you don't have to do it over there every day. You don't have to be there for more than an hour a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No one out there is going to tell you that. Right. And yeah, start. Shouldn't, shouldn't be telling should, you that. Shouldn't be telling you that. There are people out there telling people that. Yeah. Starting with what feels most approachable can often lower that barrier to movement, right? If, if it feels most approachable to go to the gym and to just hop on the cardio machine, awesome. Like start there, something like I said earlier is better than nothing, but also recognize that at a certain point, like we are going to have to push ourselves out of the comfort zone. Don't let that something be just okay and be stuck in that same like, but I'm doing the thing, but we're not doing the right things to move us in the right direction. So give yourself the permission to start messy, start small, start however you need to, but also hold yourself accountable and hold yourself responsible enough to say, nope, like I know I need more than this. I, I can set and hold a higher standard for this and make that happen in any way that you can with the access to whatever you have in terms of gyms, gym equipment, home workouts, whatever that might look like for you. 100%, 100%. So I think the big things here is start small. You don't need to go crazy. It doesn't need to be perfect. And when we say we'll give you the perfect plan, perfect is essentially in quotations, the perfect plan is the one that fits best for you long-term. Just like we say about nutrition, the perfect diet is the one that you can do long-term 
for sustainable results. Absolutely. This is an actionable plan. Start small. Make your mistakes. Make your errors. Everybody's already done it, already doing it. Start easy mm-hmm. and then build up from there. It's much better to try to do that than try to burn yourself out and get so tired after 30 days and how exhausted you can get to try to just be perfect, like truly perfect, and try to make everything be so exhaustive and draining. No wonder, like you and I talked about this, we don't do that to ourselves. Like we wouldn't be in this profession, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we would we would have ran away from this a long time ago if that's what fitness did for us. Mm-hmm. Minimum effective dose. Do only what you need to, nothing more. Absolutely. I think that about wraps it up. I think just up to do you, taking action. Do you want action. me to go see if intern Tyler wants to be on the show? He's been trying to get in this for the last like 10 minutes. I hope you guys can hear how many smoothies that were just made because I think more smoothies than people in the gym. But we thank you for sticking with us for this week's episode of the OOFDA podcast. As always, share this episode with someone who you think will find it valuable. Leave us a rating, a review, subscribe, download, all the things that help us to grow organically. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys.